0: Right. Fauci responds to threats of being investigated. Vladimir Zelensky gets an increase in his allowance. And agenda-setting theory. You're watching the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is Cam Harless, host of the Mad Ones Podcast. Cam, what's frustrating sometimes is when you're about to do something and you shave and <laughs> you cut yourself, yeah. like I did today. I, I cut my nose moving my just moving my hand up, clip my nose, and now it looks like I'm somebody from a movie when somebody goes, hey, you have a nosebleed. And they're like, what? And then they scramble off away to go try and clean it up. So I have we're, a bit of a hopefully like not that, too obvious issue like going that on. that trope
1: where you have a date coming up or you're about to go to the dance and a zit shows up at the end of your nose?
0: That's the worst, dude. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're younger in college or in high school and, and you have the, had the zip problem. I was fortunate enough that I did not have it that bad, but I knew people who did. And man, I had it not good at all. I mean, for
1: one, when I had my senior photos taken, uh, they decided to do a, uh, a retouching of my face and to take the acne off. And I didn't have much of a beard at that point in my life. And it was just kind of peach fuzz in the, around the chin and so, when they did the retouching, everything was smooth, and I had this tiny halo of light, of lit hair around my chin, and it looked like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, we had to
0: retake those. <laughs> oh, are you muted? Yeah, I must be. I said, that's why we're all very awkward in those younger years, I guess. Yep. Uh. And-
1: so, I got this in the mail the other day. Can I, t- I just want to tell you about this real quick? Yeah, what is it? Um, my friend watched my show last week and was like, Hey man, you seemed tired. He was like, it's, it, it's, it's not a, it wasn't a bad episode. Nothing was wrong, but you just seemed tired. What do you do to not be tired? And I was like, you know, I'll drink a Red Bull or something if I need it. Um, but yeah. And he, he goes, okay, I've, I've sent you some stuff. And I was like, what exactly? Um, and so he didn't tell some me and Stuff. I, I, I think I opened it yesterday and there were two things in the package. One was caffeine pills, and the second one was atomic rhino smelling salts. So, I've taken in it. They worked, and I had a migraine, and it helped. Uh, but I have taken now that I, when I, whenever I make a TikTok video, I now start it by using the smelling salts. So I didn't know if you wanted me to start this episode like that or not.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what the effect of them are. Or they're not going to knock you on the ground, or no, it's won't. not that powerful.
1: They won't, but I'll turn down the volume just in case I make too many weird noises.
0: Yeah, if you can start screaming, we don't want to hear all that. So this is designed to like give you a, a pick-me-up. Man, it must do it. So Cam is sniffing whatever this stuff is that somebody sent him. And I would say this. I would recommend if you get something in the mail from someone you don't know yet, maybe you might want to not sniff it. But hey, I think Cam knew who this was. Definitely I definitely woke you up. It's, it's not cocaine, so. That's good. That's I will awesome. say this. Caffeine pills are those pills like those yellow jackets that truckers get. I used to get some of those when I was in college, and I got one a couple of years ago. I was like, I'll try one of those again because I'm really tired, and it was like the worst mistake I ever made in my life because I felt horrible for like a day and a half. Be careful with those upper like yellow jacket type trucker pills you get at the gas station. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I've taken two of those pills so far, and I had another friend t- tell me not to not to to be really careful because he got really screwed up by them when he was in high school. And I'm like, Yeah, no, I, I know two, people too
0: ended up in the hospital taking too many of those things. Right?
1: I've had yeah. I had one yesterday and one today, and nothing. So I, I think
0: I can handle it. Well, let's hope that that uh, let hope you you got nothing still going on, and it's keeping you at a just right mental place we need to be. So the top story today. Of all of the stories, is it Biden is celebrating the six-month anniversary of the Ukraine-Russia war tomorrow by announcing that he's going to be sending his actor buddy, Volodymyr Zelensky, another $3 billion. This is definitely an increase. Million in or Z- billion? No, billion. Ugh. Yeah, in Zelensky's... His weekly amount that he gets, his what, what what is it that you give your kids your allowance? He's it just an right. uh, improvement in his allowance. Last time he got less than a billion, which was the first time I'd seen less than a billion. I was like, wow, Zelensky must be offended. But this time he's getting three billion, and the money will will be used to fund contracts for as many as three types of drones and other weapons, ammunition, and equipment that may not see the battlefront for a year or two. So this is long-range investment that we're giving them now, as opposed to the previous investments, which were apparently like emergency funds that we need weapons and money right now. Because, you know, let me give you just a billion dollars to get you by for the night, but then we'll give you $3 for a little bit of longer protection, and— They say the package is intended to help them for the long-term defense as opposed to those previous short-term ones that I was just mentioning. And uh, it gives them better future defense. And the package also is intended to reassure Ukraine officials that the United States intends to keep up its support, regardless of the day-to-day back-and-forth of the conflict. And that's where a lot of this stuff is going, is... Will we continue to send them money? And that is what this demonstrated today, or Biden tried to demonstrate, or he will demonstrate tomorrow, excuse me, when he makes the announcement, is that we are going to continue to send billions of dollars for Ukraine, but it's not really for Ukraine. It's for the global order It's for the collectivist order that we are supposed to send our last dollar to stand in solidarity with Ukraine before we spend it on putting food in the mouths of our children. And this is one of the themes that was also at Davos. There's a couple of panel discussions where they had a bunch of congressmen and women on stage and they just cornered them and got them to give assurances that even if these these anti-democratic Trumpian candidates, these America first candidates get elected in the midterms, do you promise us that you will still continue to fund this war and to give Ukraine money? And that is what this is trying to signal. So I'm wondering what's going to happen leading up to these midterms and after the midterms, actually, because there has been such demonization of these candidates who are election deniers, they call them that, I mean, the left wing media literally calls them authoritarian threats to our democracy. And, them winning is showing that our democracy is crumbling. So if many of them win, and I think some of them will win, then what happens then? You spent the past year calling these people who are now elected congressmen and women and senators, you calling them dangerous authoritarians. You can't even repeat what some of these candidates' campaign platforms are on YouTube, or you will get your video removed. Like, we had a video removed, and I can't stream on YouTube for a week because of something we did last week where I didn't even state the position of some of these candidates. I merely stated something that was verifiable and true that both the right and left agree on and how they both characterize it. And they gave me a strike and took my video down. So we have candidates who you can't even talk about what they support on YouTube on Facebook, on these major social media platforms. You get shamed. People are are considered anti-election Nazis, anti-democratic Nazis, and yet they're going to be in Congress. So what does that mean? Do they just drop all of that rhetoric or what happens next and what happens with the whole Ukraine support? I do wonder if we do cut off that Ukraine support, which I think we're definitely sending them way too much money. What, what do I got to do to get a billion? Do I need Russia to invade me, to, to get right. you to give me a billion dollars. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after the midterms. I mean, they at least have to threaten
1: your democracy. Do you have any democracies that you keep around that you could pull out and maybe get Putin to? Threaten? Yeah, so
0: I guess I got to be a globalist first. So I oh, got to yeah, switch yeah. to globalism, You know, bait Russia to invade me somehow, and then Biden will give me the money that he's not giving Hunter Biden, I guess. It goes on to talk about how there is a call for Americans to leave because there's fears that Russia will intensify the attacks on civilian infrastructure and government facilities in Ukraine in the coming days because of the independence holiday and the six-month anniversary of the invasion, they call it. And the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine and the State Department, they issued a new security alert for Ukraine that repeated a call for Americans to leave the country due to danger, which is interesting because when this whole thing started, we were, our media was absolutely promoting people go over there and fight with Ukraine. Look at all these foreigners flooding Ukraine to stand in solidarity and fight with them. But now it's like, you better get out because so- some stuff could go down that could put you in danger. And we also had the assassination. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the influential nationalist over there, his daughter, and he's oh, calling win- for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that guy. And they say maybe it was for him, maybe it wasn't. Russia came out and said they have evidence it was a Ukrainian who, who did it. Ukraine said they didn't do it. I have no idea who did it, but it is interesting how we immediately dismiss Russia's claim. It's just everybody knows how everybody's going to respond to it. So it's just whose side do you pick? It's never really about what the truth of the facts actually are in this situation. But regardless... This might be something that actually causes some of these things to intensify, which might have led to them to call for Americans to get out of there. It's getting dangerous over there. Hasn't reached here. We are giving them more money. We are training their troops. I think we are probably already in World War III, to be honest with you. I think it's probably, it's not all going to be kinetic, but I think we're already in it.
1: Well, I mean, if, if we're in it, it is a very information and technologically based thing. I mean, I think that they do need to threaten us physically in some way and i don't know if i mean i think they're rolling out monkeypox to test that in some sense to see how if we react the same way we did to covid and it, yep. it we didn't we haven't and so i think that they're they they're going to have to expand and find something new that can threaten us physically so that we want the protection so we want the soma yeah. so we, you know so we want to and, and i mean and they also I mean, I I would say that they use the media and movies and TV to placate us and keep us in a a state of pleasure. But uh, why are all the movies so bad right now? I mean, give me a break. They're not good at this anymore.
0: (laughs) No, the movies are terrible right now because they're all woke. They're all trying to be ESG aligned. And a question, Sir Tim of Tunnels here, he says, what do we get out of the deal? There's no way our government is cranking the money machine into overdrive out of the goodness of our hearts. Absolutely. What we get out of the deal is this is part of the Great Reset. This is part of Build Back Better. It's globalist world order first, we have to show that we stand with democracy around the world because that's what they say they're fighting for. We're not fighting for Ukraine. That's why we're sending the money. We're fighting for the existence of democracy around the world against authoritarianism, which is what they characterize Russia and China as, and It's not just businesses and corporations and ultimately individuals that are going to get ESG scores, social credit scores essentially, to determine whether or not they're allowed to do things and whether they get funding. Governments are also going to be getting ESG scores would say if they get this system fully implemented, the great reset system of ESG, the way you control and manipulate corporations and businesses and governments around the world, through that score, the higher your score, it's just like that Black Mirror episode. The more money you get and the more favorable people view you and the less you get shamed, governments also get it. We're making a statement here that we are with the global order, that we are not an America first country, that we will sacrifice America first. In the panel discussion at Davos that I'm referring to, The discussions were, even though it's hard times right now and gas prices are high and people are suffering in their wallets and having a hard time paying the bills, can you promise us that even if America first Republicans get elected because these people are too concerned with that when they really need to be concerned with the global order, can you promise us you will still give Ukraine money? And I've also found clips, I don't have them on me right now, of people actually saying in these panel discussions that... People need to know that putting the global order first is putting themselves first, like justifying this idea that they should send money to Ukraine before they literally pay their own bills. And that is what this is all about, is we want to lead the way in this great reset new world order where America actually takes a step back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing. It is it is hurting people that it shouldn't. I was I was talking to a friend of mine today Um just about different things, and this guy has been legitimately wealthy as long as I've known him. He started by selling Cutco knives, and then he moved into some other things. You're going to say estate. cocaine
0: there for a second? Sorry,
1: I <laughs> wish, um, but no. He um, he did Cutco knives. He did some real estate stuff. So I mean, he's literally always, as long as I've known him, he's made bank. And right now, with everything that's happened, he at this point is having. He had to use his savings to keep afloat, and he had to take out debt to keep his businesses alive. So right now he's literally drowning because of the inflation and because of the the market we're in right now.
0: Right, which we can't figure out if it's Putin's price hike and Putin's inflation or if it's climate change because we're getting both of those messages right now. Perhaps climate change is the reason for Putin. Maybe we'll, yeah. there will be some story where it's like new breaking science has come out and discovered that climate change actually twisted Putin's mind, turned him into a, an authoritarian years ago because I want to link everything back to that. Now, Speaking of linking to climate change, which I guess I just spoiled a little bit of the clips that I'm about to play for you, is yeah. a, as we all know, Fauci is stepping down. And I talked what? about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that, right? Yeah. No. I yeah. talked about this in a show that I posted this morning where, you know, it might be something we're celebrating, but the reality is what Fauci is doing is he is stepping down from his positions in the federal government so that he can then go indoctrinate and groom young scientists privately outside of the scrutiny of all of us. So it's not like he's gonna not be doing any uh damage with his propaganda still. It's just gonna be in a bit of a different form. But when he announced that he is stepping down he, that was met with a bunch of tweets and statements from Republican Republicans in Congress who basically said, look, you can do that all you want. You can run and hide. We're still going to investigate you if we win in the the midterms, in November. And either way, they're going to still continue. And so he responded to these threats of an investigation with one of the most biased and just really non-political, just straight facts reporters you're ever going to see, Rachel Maddow. And I think that you'll find what he has to say maybe a little bit enraging, but also eye-opening. In their conversation, he talked about what they learned from the COVID pandemic, and then they talked about how we, what he thinks about these threats and, and conspiracy theories and whatnot. So let's go ahead and pop that so when in there. We learned. Here's that first clip. Here, all right, here we go. Here's Fauci with Rachel Maddow. You know, when we learned, and us, and I hope we are. These are the lessons from COVID, by the way.
2: You know, when we learned, and us, and I hope we are still learning. A very important lesson from COVID is that you never, ever underestimate an emerging infection in which you don't know where it's going, because we've been fooled before. We didn't fully appreciate the magnitude of HIV back in the early 80s when I first got involved. When I'd say we've been fooled before. All right. The first cases were recognized and there were so many things we learned on the run with COVID. I mean, the things that we thought we knew in the beginning turned out as the months went by to not be the case, which really forced us to adapt and to change some of our policies and recommendations. That was interpreted by many as flip-flopping or not really knowing what's going on when it really was the evolution of the science. So one of the lessons that I hope we learn is that we've gotta be prepared We've gotta be able to respond, but we've also gotta be flexible. You know, some of our military colleagues have told us it's kind of like when you're at a war, you can plan what you're going to do, but when the bullets go off and the and the cannon started firing, then it becomes the fog of war and you've gotta be flexible enough to respond. I hope that that lesson has been learned and as we look forward to the inevitability of future outbreaks we will not forget that lesson. It really follows a pattern that we've known for <laughs> I was so confused.
1: You're muted. I can't, I can't hear you.
0: Okay, here we go. So here's Fauci blatantly admitting that they were flexible. They changed things up. They made one policy. They changed it later on because they were in the fog of war. And it was the evolution of the science. Need we forget that we were told the science is settled? The science is settled. Over and over again, we were told. How dare we question the science? It's settled, but now we hear that the evolution of the science was going on, and we just need to understand that they need the flexibility to respond. But what they need from us, we learned, is what I learned, is we just need to follow orders. So they're figuring things out. They don't know exactly what it is, but in the meantime, lockdown, don't do anything. We don't know if any of this works but we're going to, we'll tell you if it doesn't. We'll change it up a little bit. And he says that was considered, flip. no, it was considered lies, Fauci. It wasn't considered flip-flopping. It was considered blatant lies where people got sick. People didn't get to see their family members who got sick because they were isolated. And nursing homes are isolated. And hospitals, it caused people to lose their jobs who didn't want to get vaccinated. It caused people to lose their friends because they didn't want to get vaccinated. They didn't want to wear a mask. It caused social adjustment problems. And children who were forced to put masks on their face for the first years of their lives. And he's writing this off as ah, it's just the science is it's evolving. And that's the it way people say we were flip flop No, you did a lot of damage to the country. And this the audacity of this man, and of course Rachel Maddow allows that to go because Rachel Maddow is an actress. Rachel Maddow, most people don't know this, but the Bat series, I think it was, on the CW, which is canceled now, they had a opening scene. Every every opening scene it was like a uh bird's-eye view shot of Gotham, and it was a radio DJ going, Gotham, Gotham, Gotham City, where is the bad woman tonight? And it was Rachel Maddow. She played the DJ on that show, and she's going to be moving into like doing film, and it's also going to be news, news-like news stuff. But the woman is an actress, she's a performer, and of course she's not going to jump in. and stop. I mean, this is just... Uh, this guy needs to be investigated. Th- the fact that he can brush this stuff off and, th- and then talk about how good he did with AIDS as well, with the damage he caused there... It's quite extraordinary to me, and I know why people don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides his voice, yeah, he eats a, a bowl of, a bowl of cigarettes for breakfast every morning. You know, it's so way you you stay young and healthy at five foot one and eighty five years old. All right, so <laughs> in the second one here, he talks about why so many viruses. <laughs> this is the one that I ruined earlier. Are jumping from people to to, from animals to people, it's climate change that we learn from Fauci. Oh, of course, of course, of course.
2: You see, when dogs sweat. Yeah, right. (laughs) It really follows a pattern that we've known for some time, that about 70 to 75% of all the new emerging infectious diseases are zoonotic. Namely, they jump from an animal species to a human. We saw that with HIV. We saw that with Ebola. We see that with monkeypox. And we're seeing with this historic pandemic of COVID-19, which almost certainly evolved the way SARS-CoV-1 did from an animal reservoir, such as a bat in the environment that jump species. So if we really wanna pay attention to how we can mitigate this, we have to pay much more attention to the animal-human interface and to what we are doing intentionally or inadvertently of perturbing that animal-human interface, by encroaching upon rainforests, by getting involved in interfacing with animals, such as in the wet (laughs) markets which occur in China, when you bring in animals where you don't have any idea what disease they're harboring and you put them in close touch with humans. I think that's one of the things we really better pay more attention to looking forward, is attention to that animal-human interface.
0: Have you been interfacing with any animals? Is that what the deal is with the monkeypox here? It looks that's like some like man. That's like
1: a kid who learns a a brand new word, but doesn't
0: really know how to use it correctly. But do you know what it made me think of? Well, he's the type of guy who, instead of sex, he always uses the word intercourse. Right. Would you like hey, to have some intercourse tonight, honey? Would you like Would you like some coitus? Um, but uh, you know what it reminded me of.
1: Have you ever seen the movie The Cable Guy? Yep. You know,
0: (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, it does. A little (laughs) bit of Jim Carrey's character there. Well, no, no,
1: not not even that. I'm talking about when... uh, So remember, there was a court case going on about two twin brothers who killed their parents. It was kind of making fun of um, something that had big... Or the twin had gotten shot. And do you remember he was in there? It was Ben Stiller, and he was going... uh, There was this guy, he looked Asian. And I think he was speaking a language. I'm pretty sure it was Asian. And that's how I heard Interface in that thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Fauci, to me, he is so much... This is the thoughts I was having while I was watching that. Because I watched a bunch of videos of him on CNN and other networks doing a similar interview. He is on his talking points and he's very deliberate about what he says and he makes sure he picks the right word that he had in his script to say interface with animals in the wet market. Oh, What we learned is flip-flop. So he's very, very, you know, deliberate about... Word placement, word arrangement, and that's because he has been a health expert, an infectious disease expert. Actually, he's been a propagandist masking as a health disease, disease expert for however long 50 years now. That's what he is. He, he has always been a propagandist, always. He was a propagandist in the AIDS thing, and he's a propagandist now. I remember Dr. Drew talking on his show a while ago because Dr. Drew was like one of his doctors back in the day during the AIDS in the '80s, I say during AIDS in the '80s was an epidemic. I don't know what they called it, but I remember him talking about how, yeah, Dr. Fauci had what they called uh, um, fear squads, where he would just get us all together, and he and our job was to go out and to strike fear in people's hearts and minds, just to get them to do what we said. And, and that's exactly what they've done. They 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 have terrified people into getting vaccines that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. I mean, I've seen a number of, of celebrities and. People I know who got the vaccine who would not have otherwise gotten it, I heard what you, you said earlier about getting hit in the face. It made me think of Mike Tyson was like, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. It, uh, Mike Tyson he used to say that. Well, Mike Tyson got vaccinated and he very much spoke out about how he did not want to get vaccinated. He felt like he had to in order to continue traveling with his career and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people that might want to uh, punch you in the face because of the plan that you forced upon them. But... It's just this guy is so calculated and cold, in my opinion. I don't know what he's going to do in his away time other than indoctrinate young scientist, but it's probably, none of it's probably legal whatsoever, in my opinion. The guy's in amazing shape, by the way. Do you ever notice that? I mean, oh. he's in his 80s, and he is very, very. I mean, he's, he's, sharp for someone. He's sharp for any, anybody. And he seems great, healthy. He is only like, I think a uh, three foot 11 or four foot one, something like that. I think if you stand him on top of Brian Stelter's shoulders, I think they might be able to get a coffee mug out of the cabinet. But right. uh, other than that, he is in fantastic shape. And let's see what he goes on here. He's about to get into conspiracy theories and how we're the problem. I don't know if this is one. Let me see which clip. What? That's good. You know, he, he is the
1: leading or cons- He's the leading he's conspiracy theorist, con- conspira-
0: conspirator. There we go. That's the word. Yeah, he's the leading conspirator of this thing. Yet it is us who question him. Who are the problem? All right. So here he's talking about why so Oh, we already got that. All right. Here he's talking. He's responding to a question about the criticisms that he received from Rand Paul and others in Congress about you know he's stepping down and his actions during the during the whole pandemic. God, there
3: have been a lot of, um, theories and conspiracy theories and accusations and more or less wild claims about the origins of COVID in particular. Uh, it seems like that's when, um, people on the, on the political right really started getting their claws into you and targeting you personally, um, during this pandemic. I mean, as a, as I said, sort of a visible and singular leader on infectious disease issues over all these years. You've you faced criticism, sharp criticism before. It does feel a little different. There is a weird, obsessive, violent, sort of ongoing demonization of you. A, a violent demonization. You notice how she throws that in there. I mean, I know she's a performer
0: and an actress, and she's creating drama using rhetoric. But really, right now, is it the time to be? Throwing stuff. Of course, it's probably her job to do that. She's probably been assigned to do that. Violent rhetoric. Because she's talking about people like us, people who might qu- who might be election deniers, who are criticizing Fauci's actions, but we're not just criticizing them, we're violently criticizing them, according to Stephen Colbert, Rachel Maddow. I can't ever tell them apart.
3: Uh, well, here's By the a question right, that though. is hinged on
1: Would you what'd, what'd you say this this young man's name is, this anchor? Dr. Fauci? Oh, uh, I I think
0: it's either Stephen Colbert or Rachel Maddow. It's one of the two. See,
1: because it looks like a, a, it's a spitting image of a young Matthew Perry from
3: Friends. A little bit, it does actually. (laughs) She doesn't have the sarcastic wit, but yeah, she does have the look of you by the right that is hinged on COVID. I just have to ask if from your perspective, if that kind of attention, that criticism feels qualitatively different to you than previous criticism, if it is coming from a different place, if it is indeed mm-hmm. more dangerous than the kind of criticism you've had in the past.
2: Right. <laughs> Rachel, it's, it's, it's phenomenally 100%
0: different. It's, it's apples and elephants difference. It. Really- it's apples and elephants, which, by the way, you can get you can get monkeypox if you get too close to an elephant, if you know what I mean.
2: It really, really and is apple. back in the day of HIV. And you showed some of those clips, which were quite quite accurate. What we were doing in the federal government, what well, we were being too rigid and restrictive in a disease that needed a great deal of flexibility and input from the community, the AIDS activists that you saw on the clips that you showed. When you examined what they were saying and what they were asking for, they were entirely correct. So they opened our eyes, my eyes particularly, which made me actually turn into one of them, and an AIDS activist, because we learned from them and we learned that we were being too rigid from a clinical trial standpoint and from a regulatory standpoint.
0: I wanna stop that right there. I didn't see the videos that she played of the activists, but his takeaway that we learned that we are being too rigid from a clinical trial standpoint, that just really, it it hits me because everything that's been going on has been a clinical trial without consent of the entire globe. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's what this is. It's kind of an admission here, it seems like. And the FDA
2: modernized their approach based on that too. What we're dealing with now is just... A, a, a distortion of reality, Rachel. I mean,
0: uh, you look. So I just want to point out the the lower third here that says "right wing figures attack Dr. Fauci vow retribution." Uh, uh, you know, as though they're talking about investigating him, not beating him over the head or beating him while he's mowing his lawn. Like what happened to Rand Paul? Yeah, so I mean, he's I'm, just such a victim. He's you know. on my list for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I saw that uh, Cornelius Wolfshirt had asked if he was on. Your list. It's just oh,
2: Absolutely. A, a, a distortion of reality, Rachel. I mean, conspiracy theories, which don't make any sense at all, pushing back on sound public health measures, you know, making it look like <laughs> trying to save lives is encroaching. Oh, my
0: God. I have to take that back. Not just because it was funny that he has the audacity to say sound public health measures, which have like almost all been disproven at this point. This listen before he says sound public health measures, he, he recognizes it in his mind because you can tell the way he briefly hesitates in, in saying it, that he even doesn't believe the B.S. he's spouting
2: theories which don't make any sense at all. Pushing back on sound public health measures, you know, <laughs> making it look like trying to save lives is encroaching on people's freedom. Right. That's a big difference. From the
0: AIDS activists who really had a good foundation for their objections. So, I'm sorry, your grandmother has died. She's been inside the nursing home for two months now by herself inside of a plastic bag because nobody is allowed to touch her because of the social distancing. But we cannot listen to your complaints that these sound public health measures um, are inflicting on your freedom and, and your grandmother's right to move. That's just uncalled for and it's an un, unfounded conspiracy theory. What an unbelievable, extraordinary statement. I'm almost impressed that he's able to say that with such a straight face. The conspiracy theories don't even make sense. It's just a, the entire globe had their freedoms restricted and it it hasn't gone back. Like it's, it's changed forever in many ways. And now, every time something happens, monkeypox, people start masking up. Whatever. Go get the vaccine. Gay, gay pride parades, vaccines, you can get a vaccine free, they go to these places now, this has become, they're trying to normalize this stuff, this system of control, to get us to do what they want, and we have this a-hole saying, to th- 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 think that, you know, is restricting on your freedom, so what you can't see your grandmother, so what you can't leave your basement for three months, so what you can't go to work, so what you can't fly, So so what you can't do anything, but to say that you can't do anything, you're a conspiracy theorist, it's unbelievable the audacity of this guy, I shouldn't be shocked by it. But sometimes you know what, it still shocks me.
1: I have decided though. Um, I, I would like to do the rest of this show from Fauci's hometown. Would that be all right with you?
0: Of course. Okay. You know where he lives? He's living in hell. Is that his hometown?
1: So, uh, yeah, I would say something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um it, of course if Dang gum it. There we dang go. Dang it. Dang hey, it. I'm going to Fauci's hometown. Boom.
0: I see. I see that you got the fire there. <laughs> I, 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 don't. You know, Fauci did a thing. He did like the Stacey Abrams Oprah thing, except he did it for vaccines. Is he, according to him, went door to door, knocking on people's door to, to uh, tell them, ask them if they'll come get vaccinated with him? And he said he did this in in New York City and the 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 boroughs of New York City, the rough boroughs. And, and I, I don't believe him. I wish I could see a video of it. I just can't imagine Fauci. Knocking on a door in Harlem and going, "Am hey, Dr. Fauci? Uh, how about we go down the street? We get a vaccine. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a marijuana joint. Whatever. I, I just don't think that those communities are going to be too receptive to his message. But I would like to see him try that anyway. Oh, absolutely. All right. So here's his. I think this is his final message against conspiracy theorists because we know it's not his fault. It's, it's our fault.
3: Of course not.
0: It's a beautiful forest on screen right now.
3: Having been the target of this kind of really specific, really different, um, uh, attack, do you have insight into what we ought to do to protect public officials like yourself and to to try to be more rational about this stuff as a country?
2: You know, Rachel, I wish I did have a positive, constructive answer for you, but I don't. I think you and I are talking about public health issues right now, but what has spilled over and really in many respects impeded a proper response to a public health challenge is something that we see that goes well beyond public health. It's a complete distortion of reality. I mean, uh, a world of where untruths have almost become normalized, how we can see something in front of our very eyes and deny it's happening. I mean, that's the environment we're living in. You could look at January 6th on TV and you have some people who actually don't believe it happened.
0: There he is! He he gets climate change, he hits January 6th, he has COVID. The guy is a messaging machine. That's what he is. And that's what he's going to be teaching these young scientists that he's grooming. He's not going to be teaching them any science. He's going to be teaching them the art of BS, the art of spin. I mean, unbelievable. Reality people are seeing. Like, I have people in my family who were adversely affected by the vaccine, who a doctor, okay, with like 99% certainty because of what has happened to multiple people in my family. And a doctor actually saying, yeah, it's very possible that it was the vaccine that caused this. And it's listed as a rare side, rare side. Of course, every side effect is rare when they won't accept any side effect because they're not allowed to. So any side effect is going to be rare. But a side effect is actually identified on publications that came out. And I hear this prick telling telling me that it's an inversion of reality, that it, it's just it's it's fantastical to to question what they say. I have firsthand effing evidence that what you say is BS, that what you have done has caused damage to a lot of people. Unbelievable. This this guy. Man, I don't wish ill on I really do not wish ill on anybody and I don't celebrate bad things happening to anybody, but I this guy You know what he needs to me? He needs to be the subject of a roast (laughs) by people who have experienced in their families and in their lives vaccine side effects. And he needs to be able to sit there and he needs to be able to listen to all of them. Just roast him and tell him what they have experienced. Now, he is a psychopath, so it might not affect him, but it might affect the people who watch it live streamed. Because this is is an awful person right here. How does he have his job, though? He has his job... do you These perceive are, him of having any charisma whatsoever? Well, see, it's about who you're speaking with. So, somebody who's going to be your public health messenger, you don't want to be a suave, charisma, fiery guy. You want to be somebody who seems reserved, who seems like they have, who seems like when they're not on television, they have a lab coat on. And Dr. Fauci is perfect for that. He's a very tiny guy. Seriously, I think he's like four foot eleven or five foot one, something like that. And he comes off as just very non-threatening, a very uh, intelligent man. And, And he looks like somebody that would be your doctor, that would be your scientist, that you would trust, that is smart. So I think he does fit that role very well and he delivers the message as well. So he's got a balance of the knowledge. So you have to have the knowledge of that industry, at least sound like you know what you're talking about, combined with the ability to stay on point with your messaging. And he, look, he is not a great infectious disease doctor because he doesn't care to be. That's not even what he's trying to be. But he is very good at being a propagandist delivering these messages because he has gotten a lot of people, millions of people in the country to give in and take the vaccine when they might not otherwise have done it. And he has then spun around and justified the blatant lies that he has been caught in. Nobody's been caught in more lies in the past few years than Fauci. No one. other CNN and Fauci. That's it. And he's still can speak confidently, saying, "Oh, they just say it's flip-flopping. It's just evolving science." Yeah, he said that the science is settled, but that was also evolving science. What can I say? He's very good at his job. The
1: science is settled. You can trust us. You don't need to wear a mask. Oh, yeah, actually, you needed to wear a mask, but we were just lying to you so the nurses could have them. Like
0: exactly, all, all
1: of that up stuff. Your mind, totally. your
0: mind totally. He lied about the 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 tests that they did. Like he he was talking about the what are the tests, the ones that are bogus where uh, they they do the cycle PCR. yes the PCR test he's on he's on audio at a conference talking about how well the pcr test can't really do anything unless the cycles are up to a certain number like i think 35 40 it, 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 i can't remember the exact way the pcr test work i know that the they can manipulate it by changing the threshold of the cycles and that he advocated for one cycle in the in the median and, and said they're they're like the gold standard but then there's audio of him at like a medical conference saying the exact opposite the guy is a professional liar to the highest level and he's been our medical expert in this country for 50 years. Unbelievable. He's like, he's like Goebbels if Goebbels were a, 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 medical, a doctor. A pretend, he's a pretend doctor is what he is. I bet all the stuff He probably lives at like a Chick-fil-A dwarf house. And I mean, have you ever seen a Chick-fil-A dwarf house, but you can't walk in the front door because only Fauci can and all of his little buddies and everything's low. You have to squat down to get it. The shelves are low. The fridge is low. Fauci is a tiny, terrible person. We continue. How could that possibly be?
2: And, and so it's now man. spilled. We're living in. You could look at January 6th on TV and you have some people who actually don't believe it happened. God. How could that possibly
0: be? Again, this makes me so angry. What is it? What is it? I believe what happened. Describe it. Define it, you son of a bitch. Define it. <laughs> Damn it. That pisses me off. They do this in the media. They just say vague things. Give us a definition of what the F you're talking about. And then we can evaluate whether or not it actually happened. What are you, Bill Clinton up here?
2: And and it's now spilling over in denial about public health principles. So I wish I had an answer, uh, but I don't. I mean, I, I do have, as I've always been, someone who is cautiously optimistic and always feeling that we will be able to extract the good out of people. And there are the possibility that we'll see... As I say, the better angels in our society prevail. But what's going on out there now with the distortion of reality is very troublesome. And I don't have an answer for it right now, but it certainly is interfering with the proper approach to a public health challenge.
0: You know, I I would say it's troublesome also, the, the disinformation and the lies out there this how tiny do you think he has to get those special made those suits he's wearing it to be like the tiniest suits they probably just come up to like the bottom of your shirt if you hang baby cap my gosh this guy makes me so angry and i have friends of mine who also had family members who had experiences with the vaccine who just like i can't even say what they they say about Fauci on here because we'll we'll get kicked off of it the guy is not a good person he's a lie so if you were like six foot I think this is a better answer to what we were talking about a little while ago. If Fauci were six foot six and jacked, you know, and he just looked like he was ready to whip your, your A, then he would not be a good person to deliver evil messages. But yep. since he's such a tiny, tiny person, I think he—I think I think he's, I think he's like three foot five, maybe three foot five, two foot eight, something like that. It weighs like seventy-five pounds, maybe fifty-five pounds. That I, I think that he's like a pocket-sized person, like you can put him in your pocket, but he will do damage from your pocket with the messages he can shout out from your pocket because people just see him, and say, oh, he's a harmless little guy. He's not, he, and, and literally, he's like saying, You're going to die and it's your own fault. Like, he's just manipulating people from a, a little harmless little, like a, a caricature of reality. He's not even like a real person. Maybe he's a deep fake. I, I'm sure he's real. I've seen all the history videos. MSNBC right now, unbelievable. CNN too. They've been doing a series on the life of Fauci ever since he made his announcement. Can you believe it? The life of Fauci, everything he's accomplished throughout his entire life, and just shows random pictures of him throughout his life. I'm I i do not know what's going on because it's just photos. I'm sure he's lying to the people in the pictures. But these the way that these people would just, you know, suck on his little Fauci to get boosted up by people and boosted up by Biden, whoever the next next president is. I said on the show earlier that I posted that perhaps the reason Fauci is stepping down is because he also expects that Biden is going to be gone soon and that he's a racist who refuses to work with a black woman. That's probably actually why he's stepping down because he's almost definitely a racist. I mean, look, look at all the... They, he targeted black people in his messaging. I, I've seen videos of him talking about how they need to target the African-American community. This guy is the, the syphilis operation Tuskegee. Like, he is the embodiment of that. And they're trying to get black people and white people, and everybody to trust his a-hole. I'm so angry at this guy. I need to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> you need you, you need to take my some- nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I got so mad.
1: Um oh, yeah. no, th- th- I don't I just look at this man and feel nothing but contempt. Like there's there's no other emotion that I can imagine having about this man. Yeah. yeah. Uh so you know, I'm not going to say I want anything bad to happen to him. I, but
0: I also- don't. I, I honestly don't. Like I want I want him. What I want is for him to—I know it's never going to happen—is to hear the people who he's affected and to have to listen to them. I don't want anything yeah. bad to happen to him. I really don't. I think that everybody, even if they seem unredeemable, can be redeemable, even if that's a I, idealistic thing. That's—I like to think that anyway. It might be ridiculous, yeah. but I—I I, I would like for him to the fact that he can uh, ride off and, and just—and and Rachel Maddow, you know. How dare her! I, I I can't. So I'm wondering if some of these people who interview these people and propagate these messages, some of them had to have had somebody affected by what's going on by the vaccine. I just I can't believe that they haven't because at this point, I, I I mean, I'm pretty certain two people in my family have, may, maybe more, and I know others who who have had people in their family. Pretty certain, and, and like for me, it's, I'm not like being sensational. Like a a doctor at a very reputable. University agreed with me. So I'm not like being very, like I was very measured about making that conclusion. Like I, I brought in papers and I said, look at these papers, guys. Am I being ridiculous? And I was told, no, I wasn't, that this could very well be what it is. But they just won't say that officially. So, like, I'm not being crazy about it. And I know others who aren't being crazy about it either. And people like Rachel Matta, I just, some of these people had to have been affected by either they have been convinced otherwise they're just blind to it they they are so compartmentalized and they're thinking that they absolutely just just trust all of this stuff and maybe they really don't look at any of the other information you know i have a clip which will probably play tomorrow probably will get to today but what happens in the clip is there's a guy during this congressional hearing where they're talking about the dangers of disinformation around the election and there's nothing but democrats in there talking about how we are under threat by all these Deny election denying people who are running for office, and then there's one Republican. That's what they do. They get one Republican that they gang up on, and the Republican asks a brilliant question. He asks them if they have seen that. Was it two thousand mules? Is that the name of the movie?
1: Three thousand, I think.
0: Three thousand mules. A lot of mules. And yes, everybody. It, it 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 silenced the entire room. Nope. Everybody was like, I, I haven't seen it. Nobody had seen it, so they had all. Clearly described definitive conclusions they had about something related to this video and and the whole the whole 2020 election. And then he asked, "Have you seen the claims in this movie?" Is all, and not one of them. They and they all were super defensive, and they all say, "Well, that person's not credible, whatever." And and it's like they were trying to, you know, they were trying to fight because they were backed in a corner. And, And I think that that might be what a lot, a lot of what goes on with some of these. These journalists, some of them are absolutely in the know, and they're com- they're compliant with it. They're complicit. But I think some of them have just been conditioned to not even look at it. Stovepiped, as they call it. Yep. They get the information from people they trust, and then they don't look at it because they think it's bad. What are this que- I love this question. I have G. a question.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I do have a question,
1: though. Um, so what is it? What was Rachel's Rachel Maddow's name before the transition?
0: Uh, Stephen Colbert that's what it is that's, that's why what I'm it so is. confused oh,
1: yeah. makes sense right and it's Watch. interesting
0: because doing the exact same material on MSNBC 100% same material
1: <laughs> lazy
0: yeah definitely alright so that's enough I, I, we have to end with Fauci now because I'm gonna have a heart attack if we, <laughs> if we don't stop with the Fauci it just I, I it's crazy too because like I know he's gonna be like this I, I, I don't expect that Fauci's gonna come out and say hey you know what Oh, gotcha! (laughs) Y'all dead. Look, we fooled you. I'm a propagandist. This is what we had to do for the Bill Gates Global Initiative to shrink the population. down they global guidestones. And down there in Georgia, Eaton they got destroyed. But we still have the mission in our heads. All right, we'll rebuild them. But we gotcha. I don't expect them to do that. But I do know people. So friends of mine sometimes will be like, "I just can't wait until everybody realizes that we were right." That. That they were wrong about Biden. and I'm like dude you're going to be waiting a long time for that not going to happen bro it's not going to happen there's that, never going to be just a definitive announcement we lied you were right you were wrong F you now you all die it, that's not going to happen it's a it's a slow thing because really they can't do stuff like that they, they're not going they talk about this in all their psychological manipulation manuals from the CIA there's this psychological operations manual I think it was from 1999 so it was before social media but it is still very relevant because it's about uh the human psyche and how they look at it and it's just very it very much talks about like it's very slow and subtle it's like the the boiling frog as alex jones puts it whether or not that's that's true or not it's very much it grows around us and it's never going to be this grand acknowledgement just like the whole aliens thing too because there's been a lot of articles about aliens the past few years and i started to see them again recently it's, it's not like we're going to one day, breaking news, aliens are here. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be slow and subtle because they need us to react in the way that they have planned to further whatever the agenda is. And that's why I said this in the show I posted earlier today, this morning. Questions, like you put on the screen earlier, Cam. Yeah. Questions and critical thought. That is what they fear the most. Absolutely. And that is what every single person on the planet has within themselves. We can't take down a global order on our own. It, it, people are like, I'm so depressed, the global order is taking over. Well, that's because you're thinking about taking down a global order on your own and they are. this is what they want. They want to demoralize you. Having hope is resistance and asking questions is resistance. So even when we trust a source, because they want our trust, they are after our trust. If they get our trust, they can then slip propaganda into our subconscious mind. So we must not give it to them. It doesn't mean that we are just cynical and that we are, are nihilistic and we question and don't believe anything. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that we don't look at the source like they want. They want us to focus on the source and to look at the trusted sources. We look at the content regardless of the source, okay? Yep. And we, look at, we analyze the content and we see if we can corroborate it outside of that source. This is the enemy of the globalist. Is doing this very thing and every single person on the planet can do it. Even, so they're going to tempt us with emotional and tribal appeals, even when they do that. For me, the thing to do is to question the source that you trust the most in that moment, as well as the others, because they think that we won't. They think that we will not question the sources that we trust the most. And if we do that, as well as question the others, then they can't beat us. They absolutely have no chance against us. That is our power, is our brains and our thoughts. Yep, God. and our voices. Yeah. And, our, and your voice and your what your sniffing powder yes my sniffing yeah i don't know it's if you know ap- this yeah it kills COVID. here we go again <laughs> it kills yeah you're set, yeah well so you can wave that over a COVID patient they just pop up on the um the what wherever they're dead just like that actress who um Whew. yeah do you know what we're talking about Anne hache is that her name yeah yeah why am i so red Probably whatever's in that powder, man. I just hope you're okay. I don't know what Fauci put in there. <laughs> I, but I'm watching you do that. I'm like, I feel like I need to get some of that because I, I oh feel boy. like. I, see, I thought I was kind of tired coming into the show, but then I saw Fauci, and I've been actually a little super worked up. I think in this show. But what is that called again? For anybody who wants to give it a shot, it's, it's
1: called um, Atomic Rhino Smelling Salts.
0: All right, and what 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 is your TikTok page?
1: My TikTok page is at Cam Harless because I haven't okay. lost that one yet.
0: Yeah, and you have a, you, you do get pretty popular videos on TikTok from what I've seen. Occasionally. I'm yeah, yeah.
1: It's usually if I really like something that people don't want me to like or I don't like something people want me to like. So, yeah. uh, for instance, I, I did a TikTok video about how I didn't like the comic book version of The Boys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know you and told me that. Yeah. There was
1: like one, I, I haven't checked it in a while. It's still getting lights, but it's been seen. Uh, one and a half million times at least. And the, the other one that kind of went okay compared to others was, uh, th- there's a rumor that, um, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Gus from breaking bad will play mm. professor Xavier in the new X-Men movie.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did hear that. Yeah.
1: Um, but people are like, all It's the a black going, guy,
0: right? It's not the old white guy. It's a black guy.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. He's like a, a dark, a dark, yeah. um, hispanic um but yeah no people are like i i'm not looking forward to this because this is just race swapping that's the only reason he got this part and i'm like no it's giancarlo esposito
3: now
0: i he's, agree with that yeah he's
1: incredible not to mention even though i do think that he would be a better magneto than a, be. a, a, a professor x but even beyond that just who imagine, is
0: he playing i thought that's who he was playing who's he playing professor x so he's playing the guy that uh, Picard played that yes what's his name yeah okay yeah, yeah that's what I thought He'd be great I, now I had a friend who expressed the same thing to me about what you just said about the race swapping and I was like I don't know dude I can see him playing that role like he is yeah. a good actor and, and if I were and he plays he's like yeah he plays a good villain I don't I, I don't know much about x-men I don't know right. if Professor well, X is a villain but that, that he's, he's a that, very good actor
1: uh, but here's the here's the deal though the thing about professor X and um, what's his name Uh, Magneto is that the X-Men kind of as a whole were somewhat related and talked about, they kind of based some characters off of uh, Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King jr. And so that was kind of the idea that that Magneto was the, the Malcolm X figure and um, professor X was the Martin Luther King figure. Right. And so I think it would be actually be super fascinating to, you know, since this is going to be a movie that comes out in what, 2025? And the timeline then is going to be what, 2025? Like, he can't be an old Jewish man that was in the Holocaust anymore. That's too long ago. You have to change everything. And so it would be really cool, I think, if they played that up and made Magneto someone who actually was with Malcolm X. That's kind of his story. And I don't know. I'm just saying you can do it in an interesting way.
0: Okay. So what I was going to, I was going to end on a couple of just really eye opening clips from, I played some clips from Stelter's final show on the show that I posted earlier. I I intended to post yesterday, but did not get posted until this morning. And I have a couple of clips, which are actually the best clips from that episode of kind of how they view reality and what, they think the future of not only CNN, but just the media will be, and what they think about us, really. What, just how they think about the—basically, they think they should control reality. It's a, it's an agenda-setting theory thing. Agenda-setting theory, if you haven't heard of it, is the theory that the media determine the parameters which we think about the issues and, and um, that, that are going on in our reality, and how we think about them— is they whoever controls them determine this is the left and the right issue of it, this is how people feel about it, and then we project that out to society. And this uh, is a theory that's been studied, the effectiveness of it, this is why we see the media try and control the framing of everything is because they've seen the success of this. So I have some clips related to that, but since you brought up um, comic books, I'm yeah. going to save that for the XR and for the final thing of the, the uh, Free 30, let's play that woke clip from the new show, the the Hulk, what, what the She-Hulk show. She-Hulk, yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, look, all right, I'll play the clip for you. First of all, if you want to get that XR content, go to propaganda report or patreon.com slash propaganda report and you can get the XR content that we do every time we drop a DMB, where you will get not only the XR, you'll also get uh, this show ad-free. Yes. So no ads. So take out the ads for the people who subscribe. And hulk she hulk which well, i was not yeah i saw ahead. a
1: question cam can you describe the smell yeah um yes it's like so have you ever smelled it's ammonia essentially oh, so okay. have you ever smelled like it's like super strong cat pee i mean
0: it's like every every time you've ever you know uh, made a woman pass out It's probably is that right. the smell yeah, yeah, this
1: is what I use. Um, but I'm too strong to be put out like that. Yeah, of course. So she, She-Hulk, yes. Uh, Tatiana. Uh, have you
0: seen She-Hulk? Is I don't know a, who the No, I haven't says. watched it yet. So I've seen some people have talked about this, but I just want to talk about it because I do kind of follow this beat here. And I know people who work in, in the industry. Huh. I watched the, the episode of She-Hulk because the Hulk is in it, okay? And She-Hulk was an old show at a comic book that was not a bad show you know so i'm like maybe this is interesting and daredevil is in the show daredevil's in like three episodes and the daredevil netflix show is like awesome like one of the best in my opinion comic book shows it's brutal absolutely so not woke at all it's uh, it's awesome i love it and i knew he was in the show so i watched the first episode and i was like apprehensive i thought it was gonna suck you know and i'm watching it i'm like getting a little bit looser as I'm watching it. I'm like, you know, this isn't bad. Even made me laugh out loud a couple of times. Like I appreciated, they had a very definitive style, break the fourth wall style, which some shows do, that I thought worked for them and I'm enjoying it. There's a couple of throwaway lines that made me roll my eyes and go, oh, I hope those are just throwaway lines. I hope these don't come back. But I'm like, compared to what everything else is going on and all the other shows, this is very minimal in the wokeness that they're, to, uh, showing and then there was one 30 second scene that ruined the entire show this was the it was unbelievable too because like it was pretty decent it was not bad and then they jammed this in there and they jammed all the wokeness into it and seriously now, I, even though Daredevil is going to be in all the future, or some of the future episodes, I don't want to watch it because I'm like, they're going to make Daredevil all stupid and woke like they've made her. They, they, they can't even, they, they can't even like, succeed in what they're doing because they screw themselves up with wokeness. This is the clip, okay? This is the Hulk talking to his cousin who has become the She-Hulk because he bled on her. Fortunately, she didn't get monkeypox. She he just became the She Hulk. He bled on her. They That's got in a car she... accident. Yeah, and he bled. Yeah, no, he just when? You know, like, when did he bleed on her? During a car accident. They got uh, no, accident. but I mean, he's the Hulk. I know he was wearing some contraption. Spoiler alert on his arm that caused that enabled him to bleed, and then he then it broke free during the crash, and he also turned into the Hulk, and she turned into the Hulk, and this is a conversation they're having where he is trying to help her because he's been the hook for a long time. He's trying to help her through this initial tra- transition. And so she's been able to control it a little bit more than he was up until this point. And here's her reaction to him trying to help her out. Here's the thing, Bruce. I'm great at controlling my anger. Mm. I do it all the time. I should take it back. He, to- he told her before she started this that she needs to get good at controlling her anger. Here's the thing, Bruce. I'm great at controlling my anger. Mm. I do it all the time. When I'm catcalled in the street, when incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me, I do it pretty much every day. Oh. Because if I don't, I will get called emotional or difficult or I might just literally get murdered. So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. you and and sure? did she... Then she hulks out right after that. Right. No, I know the Hulk has a backstory of his, the love of his life died and a bunch of tragedy that apparently his cousin knows nothing about. And that's not the point of it, though. Like the point that they're trying to express there, Cam, did I lose you? You looked frozen. Oh, no, you're <laughs> <in my> <laughs> you frozen for a second. Oh, no. Yeah. And so they, they really emphasize that point. But like everything leading up to that moment in the show showed her to be a strong, independent woman, a lawyer who didn't take, you know, took nothing from nobody. Like a, like a character that you would want to emulate. Like you're impressed by this character. Then all of a sudden, no, it was just, I'm so victimized because of people catcalling me and people telling me how to do my, it was so out of character. And I think that's why I got so much backlash is because, The show was going one way, and her character was going one way, and then they completely jammed that in, which was totally out of character from what they had been previously presenting. Even though they did have a a Ginsburg and a Michelle Obama statue on her shelf in her law office behind her, which Whip pointed out to me. I did not (laughs) notice that. But the, the need to force the wokeness into the show ruined what, if you take that scene out of the show, I'm telling you, People even on the right are are not going to really be able to criticize that much. There was a couple of moments other than that. But other than that, it was a good show. And that ruined it. It makes you not want to watch it again. I I just don't – I mean, I I know why they're trying to do that. But, like, man, be a little smoother about it than that. I agree. I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, some of these things
1: would be okay if there was good writing. So, like, look at – what's that that, uh, movie? Captain Marvel not good yeah but it had an interesting kind of anti-imperialist streak to it that if they had played right would have been very interesting but instead they took this girl who got mad because some dude on a motorcycle said uh smile and so he she steals his motorcycle and steals his clothes and drives kills his family (laughs) yes right you're i mean you are not a hero dude um i mean and then that's what the same thing about the x-men thing like if they do that right you can have all of the diversity you want you can have all of the different concepts that you want if you just do it smart no one's gonna get mad if it's if it's too good to criticize i mean there'll be some idiots but it's like
0: do it well do it real too. do it natural. Right, So that's not even going to be a real conversation that you're having with somebody. No. It, they, they, well, now it might be because you have activists doing that where they just jam all of the talking points into one little monologue. He, he was seriously, he was just like, look, I've been through this. I'm trying to tell you, right. you are you need to make sure you can control your anger. And she took that offensively and, as though like, well, okay, well, here's the reason why I, I do this more than you, even though you've actually fought for the world a number of times. We, we saw... Uh, Redondo Rocket here said, I want to see her hulk out. I tried to find the clip of her hulking out after that, but I couldn't find the full clip of that on uh, YouTube. So I, I, yeah, I wanted to show it. Cause what she did immediately after that is she banged the desk and then she hulked out really quickly and then went right back into her own form, showing Bruce Banner that I'm in complete control, baby. Unlike you who it took 10 years or however to control your rage I can do it now because I'm better at it than you because you didn't get catcalled. You just had your, you know, the love of your life die saving the world. So you don't know what pain is like. I think they're teasing to have her Hulk out later in the series, personally. I right. think that's probably what's going to happen. Well, see, she, see what yeah. they
1: need to do. If they were smart, this is what they would do. First, uh, this whole like uh, smart Hulk thing is kind of OK. It's fine. Uh, they did not do it justice in the story. Like you just they just kind of did it off screen and were like, oh, by the way, Hulk smart now, um, which was dumb. But what yeah. they need to do is they need to uh, have this whole show really. I mean, of course, be about She-Hulk, but really to be about Bruce Banner losing control again, because one of the things that you miss out in the Marvel cinematic universe, when it comes to the Hulk is if the Hulk gets hurt more, he gets bigger and stronger and he continues to just beef up, right? He doesn't do that in the Marvel world. He's always Hulk. And so like having that primal Hulk come out because he can no longer control it anymore. Be, mm, I want to so see
0: think, that. You think that she Hulk should be about the white man.
1: Absolutely, I do. Yeah. <laughs> every every movie should be about at least one white man, if not twelve, preferably.
0: Yeah, the white man who turns green, definitely. Well, they're not going to make it interesting. They're going to make it woke, yeah. and it just it sucks that people feel like they have to inject identity politics into their art. I know friends of <laughs> mine who ha, who they don't want to do that. They've told me they don't want to do that, but they told me they've gotten complaints by people who are saying where's the, where's this identity or that identity representing in your, I know somebody who has a production of a a television pilot that is streaming on a fantasy network now where after the first season, four or five people, I think it's five people who are on their crew and actors are trans now. They, They, they transitioned like, like, At least four, maybe five people. That's a lot. I mean, this was a small production. it's probably 20 people production. So 25% of that production has transitioned in the past year and a half. Is that natural or is that a trend? I don't know. A little bit of both.
1: Well, I mean, if it goes anywhere above what the 0.03% that are transgender in the population, yeah, it's a fad.
0: Yeah, one of them transitioned and then named themselves after a character in the show that they they were a, a production worker on like, well, that's an interesting choice.
1: These are not people I like. Also, here's one thing. She Hulk can change on Will, but I think it may be because she just got bled on and not the full Hulk stuff. Because let's think about this for a no, second. Right, yeah. Do you think she would have those hips if she went Hulk like he did?
0: Dude, what's, yeah, what's another thing about that show is she is, in my opinion, much more attractive when she is in her Hulk form. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. He is. He looks a lot better. All right. So I'm going to play you a couple of clips from Stelter as his final show, and uh, if we have time in the XR, we will also go to some other things that I have for you guys. What are some of those other things I have for you guys? I don't know. We'll figure out when we get there. But I do. I have a bunch of other. I have a couple of the stories, and I have some other clips if we uh, if we have time to get to them. So if you want to get access to that again, propaganda report, patreon.com slash propaganda report to check that out. We're going to continue this conversation. Interesting insights into the comic book world. I know not everybody is into that. I know that you and I are, Cam, but it's part of the culture war. So I think it's worth paying attention to. And we will continue talking about all this in the DMB XR. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for participating in the chat on Rockfin. Have a fantastic rest of your day.